brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. The news emerged late last week that Cardinal Supich in Chicago was using outright lies to justify his suppression of the apostolic mass, outright lying about why there is no traditional Latin mass at the shrine of the Institute of Christ the King in Chicago anymore. And in so doing, he reminded us not only of the game plan the modernists have for ending the historic Catholic faith altogether, but also the great lengths and demands that they will go to to ensure that the modernist revolution in the church continues and isn't undone despite increasing attendance at the Latin Mass across the country and the world and increasing rejection of the novelties imposed on the church by the modernists in recent decades. Francis and Supich have shown their hand when they not only demanded that the priests of the Institute of Christ the King Sovereign Priest in Chicago affirm a lie, which I went over for you a few days ago in a video, but when Supich then publicly lied about what happened afterwards, when he publicly lied about why they were no longer offering the sacraments in Chicago. Historically, saints have given up their lives to not affirm lies on behalf of enemies of the church. Now, in our time, those enemies of the church hold offices in the church itself, at least on paper. That having been said, let's start with something Archbishop Vigano said about the situation in Chicago, and he said this several weeks ago. The Archbishop's statements here perfectly frame what I'm going to have to go over for you now, which is the plan to smash the apostolic mass forever. As news revealed late last week in Chicago, because they, in Chicago, they, they said that they made an offer to the priest of the Institute of Christ the King. And here now is why we're bringing Vigano back into this. He opened his letter at that time with the following, which focuses on the duplicity of Supich. From Vigano, we get this, quote, Cardinal Blaise Supich, with the bureaucratic authoritarianism that distinguishes the officials of the Bergolian Church, has ordered the canons of the Institute of Christ the King Sovereign Priest who carry out their ministry in the Archdiocese of Chicago to suspend all public functions in the ancient rite beginning at the end of the month of July, revoking the faculties granted to them in accordance with the motu proprio Samorum Pontificum. It is obvious to anyone that this decision is intended to prevent the exercise of a right that no ecclesiastical authority can deny, a fortiori conditioning it on the acceptance of doctrinal and liturgical principles that are in blatant conflict with the immutable magisterium of the Catholic Church. Indeed, every baptized person has the right to attend Holy Mass and to be administered the sacraments in the form that Benedict XVI's modu proprio Samorum Pontificum acknowledged may never be abrogated. Depriving the faithful of Chicago of their right is a very grave abuse, and the fact that Supich's decision is tacitly approved by the Roman Sanhedrin adds to the embezzlements of the ordinary the confirmation of a broader plan intended to cancel throughout the entire Catholic world the sign of contradiction, that is, the apostolic mass. A sign of contradiction because its very existence is a silent condemnation of decades of doctrinal, moral, and disciplinary deviations. End quote. By the way, has it occurred to anybody who, those of you who believe that quo primum is a binding document on the church, does it occur to you that Samora Pontificum is a very similar kind of document because he, Benedict XVI in that document uses a very similar kind of language when he says that the ancient forms of the liturgy and sacraments can never be abrogated. 
it's food for thought. And I'm curious if anybody has, to your knowledge, has written or spoken publicly about that. And if so, let me know in the comments who they are, because I'd like to see what learned scholars in our field have to say. But Vigano goes on in that letter and describes the hatred of tradition that Francis, and by extension, his chosen generals, have in their war against the deposit of the faith. That's all worth remembering as this discussion continues. And I'll revisit Vigano again in a few minutes, because he does tell everyone, from laity to the priests, that to resist this move by the Bergolians in the church is essential. But the Institute of Christ the King was in no position to resist. And that's because while they owned their property, they owned the shrine, sort of, their deal with Chicago was that basically the Archbishop of Chicago could at any time revoke the ownership of the property. It deal was a lot more complicated but that, but when you boil it down, that's sort of what it amounted to, that the Institute of Christ the King there was at the mercy of Supich, who was one of the last men on this earth whose mercy I'd want to be at. But that's what it does in practice. And they signed that deal a few years ago. So they were backed into a corner. That deal almost looks like this was all planned going back several years. But remember something, if you're skeptical that Francis planned to smash the mass going back to at least 2016, if not earlier. Because every year since Amoris Letitia was released, there has been a rumor that a document was coming that would suppress the Latin mass. And that eventually did come true with Traditionis Custodis. And it's coming true with more documents planned for the future because they've said there is more coming. Since that document and the ones that are coming outline the methods that will be used eventually, even on groups like the FSSP. And Chicago is the blueprint for how that will happen. Now, I'm going to give a special thanks to Matt Gaspers from Catholic Family News for reminding me of this over the weekend. The plan for demolishing the Apostolic Mass was outlined by Cardinal Supich in the beginning of the year, and it was apparently foisted upon the Institute of Christ the King in Chicago even though so far Traditionis Custodis has been mostly used against religious houses and overwhelmingly against diocesan Latin masses. But in Chicago, they turned it on the ex-Ecclesia Dei groups. That means the FSSP, although they haven't been targeted yet, but explicitly on the Institute of Christ the King Sovereign Priest. The priests of that fraternity have enough integrity to be unwilling to affirm the lie that the Novus Ordo is the unique, meaning sole and only, expression of the Roman rite of mass, a lie that is in Traditionis Custodis and is now the groundwork for a new loyalty oath in the church. And I have made a video on that as well. There's a loyalty oath hidden in Traditionis Custodis that you have to affirm if you are a priest, the Novus Ordo as the only expression of the Roman rite, and it's a lie. And I went over that in a video recently. But here's the plan by Supich and by Rome to annihilate the Apostolic Mass. First, promote the lie that the Novus Ordo is the only expression of the Roman rite of liturgy. Then get every priestly fraternity and religious order to affirm that lie. How? In two parts. In the first part, here is Supich's rule about Traditionis Custodis that was issued back in January. Paragraph 6 states the following, quote, Priests in those groups that receive permission from the Archbishop of Chicago to celebrate the Mass using the Missal of 1962, are bound on the first Sunday of the month to celebrate Mass only using the Missal of Paul VI. If Latin is used, then the faithful should be provided the means to participate in the responses, meaning translations. Mass is also ordinarily to be celebrated versus populum, unless the permission is granted otherwise by the Archbishop. Additionally, all celebrations of the Church's liturgies on Christmas, the Tritium, Easter Sunday, and Pentecost Sunday are to use exclusively the liturgical books promulgated by St. Paul VI and St. John Paul II, 
either in the vernacular or in the Latin, and ordinarily, quote-unquote, versus populum, unless permission is granted otherwise by the archbishop. The intention of these requirements is to foster and make the unity of this local church, as well as to provide all Catholics in the archdiocese an opportunity to offer a concrete manifestation of the acceptance of the teaching of the Second Vatican Council and its liturgical books, end quote. There's a loyalty oath there for the laity as well, as you can see. And of course, the second part is the forced participation in all of this. And of course, you will see this as things go forward. But here's what it looks like. During Holy Week, Easter, Christmas, Pentecost, and on the first Sunday of every month, the Apostolic Mass is banned by the Archdiocese, and the diocesan priests are expected to offer the Mass of Bugnini and Paul VI. And the Institute of Christ the King was expected to do this too, even though it, everyone said, don't worry, this only applies to diocesan priests, not to the FSSP and Institute of Christ the King and the rest. Well, in Chicago, they disagreed, and they tried to impose this on the Institute of Christ the King. But now we have word that that was the offer made to the Institute to keep the Latin Mass if they submitted to Supich's rule. That was only until then for diocesan priests, according to literally everyone under the sun. This, folks, is going to be the model going forward everywhere. From the Chicago Sun-Times, a secular outlet, no less, and it always blows my mind when these kinds of news outlets are talking about the liturgical battles in the church, because who outside of their, re who in their readership won't really cares that much. But when the Chicago Sun-Times is reporting on this, you should pay attention. And so from them, we get the headline. Preservation Group says Mass has been suspended at Shrine of Christ the King Church, raising concern for future of Landmark. A member of the Coalition to Save the Shrine said the, said the questions have gone unanswered by the Catholic Archdiocese of Chicago. And you're never getting answers from Supich. He's Capone in a mitre, and except that he should be wearing lavender instead of pinstripes. The plan here is pretty straightforward. Supich made them an offer they couldn't refuse, except they did refuse. The offer was simple. See the Novus Ordo, quote-unquote, once in a while, per the instructions I just read you, on first Sundays, Christmas, Easter, Pentecost, and the Holy Tritium, and sign the statement affirming the satanic lie from the fiery pits that the Novus Ordo is the only expression of the Roman rite of liturgy. And all of this is being framed as the priests of the fraternity being given the option to keep the Mass that they chose to close their parish instead of affirming a satanic lie. From the article, quote, they chose to discontinue the mass and sent the archdiocese a letter on July 31st, stating that they would stop offering mass and other sacraments at the shrine, said Susan Thomas, a spokeswoman for the archdiocese. They were not denied. We did not ban them. They chose to discontinue altogether. The shrine had the option to continue Latin mass under the guidelines and decided not to, Thomas added. It's a false statement that we have a citywide Latin Mass ban. That's simply untrue. Latin Mass is offered in the Archdiocese. Early this year, Cardinal Blaise Supich sent instructions to parishes and shrines for the continuation of the Latin Mass in a manner consistent with the decree of Pope Francis, Thomas said. Supich stated in the instructions, as of January 25, 2022, all priests, deacons, and institutes ministers need to request and receive permission from the Archdiocese of Chicago if they wish to celebrate the Mass in Latin. The Cardinal listed several conditions that need to be met in making such requests, most of them dealing with recent reforms in the Church. Latin Mass continues in the Archdiocese under those instructions, Thomas said, end quote. You can keep your Latin Mass if you agree to endorse the revolution in the Church. You can keep your Latin Mass if you affirm a lie. The priests in Chicago had the integrity to say no. The cost was the traditional sacraments no longer being offered, 
at the minimum in that part of Chicago, and the few other traditional options in Chicago are not going to be able to handle the influx of parishioners from the shrine. That's simply a fact. Integrity comes with a cost. Fidelity to the truth comes with a high price. How high of a price are the laity willing to pay to hold to the truth? This is not a question of the validity of the Novus Ordo. This is a question of the truth. And the truth is this. Supich and Francis are making a claim about the faith based on a lie. Why are they doing that? Because the revolution in the church that they represent is being rejected by growing numbers of the lay faithful. That is simply a fact. We don't have the answers. The hierarchy are supposed to provide the answers to the church that we are facing in this time of crisis. But the hierarchy refuses to do so. We know a lie when we see one. And the lie is that we're being given a new springtime in the church with the council. The lie is that they taught things that were in keeping with the church before the council. That the council was, gave us a hermeneutic of continuity. That things that look like changes weren't really changes. Those claims have been exposed as lies by Francis and Roche and Supich and the rest of them who said that the faith changed and was different after the council that what it means to be the Catholic Church changed after the Council, who admitted that there is no hermeneutic of continuity, and to claim that there was one was to break with the Council itself. They've said all these things. And the great sin in all of this is requiring the priests of the dioceses, of religious houses, and now of priestly fraternities to affirm the lie. Which brings me back to Vigano's statement, which hits with greater force after Supich's lie that the Institute of Christ the King chose to stop offering the sacraments voluntarily. Vigano describes Supich brushing off Vigano's original claim against Francis in 2018. If you'll recall, Vigano said that Francis knew about Ted McCarrick and all of his messes and covered for him and priests like him. Supich described it as a little trifling matter, something unimportant in the grand scheme of things. And that later when, you know, the Ted McCarrick mess, really the fallout from all that began, Supich was silent. Odd how that happened. It was weird, though, because Supich said those were trifling matters in the context that Francis had bigger fish to fry, like supporting the secular authorities and their various programs. Supich said all of that, and of that, Vigano states the following, quote, This shows that beyond the impromptu ceremonial connotations that are a bit too ancient regime, which, however, are very moderate in Chicago and in general throughout the United States, it is the Tridentine Mass in itself that is a formidable profession of the faith, an unflinching reputation of the patched together Reformed liturgy, whether it is celebrated by an old parish pastor or a newly ordained priest, regardless of whether he wears a Roman fiddleback or a medieval chasuble. It is that Mass, and the Mass par excellence, celebrated in the old rite that is truly extraordinary, not because it is occasional, but because it is incomparably superior to the Protestantized imitation that is the Montinian rite which a cure of ours would have looked upon with horror. This Mass, the Mass of the Holy Church, the Mass of the Apostles and Martyrs of all times, our Mass, this is the Mass that truly causes them scandal. It is not Roman Berettas and bows that scandalize them. It is not the Mazettas and Rochers that scandalize them. The real thing that scandalizes them is the Catholic Mass. And this is what they rail against with the rage of heretics. The same people who preach welcoming inclusivity, which applies to everyone without condition except for good priests and faithful laity. In reality, this ought to be enough to convince us to totally ignore the last dying wheezes of a hierarchy that is blinded in both intellect and will because it is alien to grace. This upteenth show of force by Supich, who was cynical and ruthless towards the faithful, 
even before the canons of the Institute of Christ the King, can constitute a healthy moment of reflection on the many omissions and equivocations that need to be clarified, especially in the matter of acceptance of the conciliar mens and the Bergolian magisterium. I trust that the canons of Christ the King and all of the Ecclesiate Institutes will be able to see in these days of trial a precious opportunity for purification, courageously witnessing to the necessary coherence between the profession of faith and its faithful expression in the Mass, and the consequent irreconcilability between these and the doctrinal and liturgical deviations of Vatican II, because it is not possible to celebrate the Mass of St. Pius V and at the same time to accept the errors of its enemies. End quote. And Supich knows this, which is why he told the Institute priests to affirm a lie that they should not affirm. If they had, all the better, for now. But it would have cost them their integrity. It would have been a sin against their charism. And Supich knows that. The Institute of Christ the King in Chicago were the first in Chicago to face this, but they will not be the last. In Chicago or anywhere else. Your Ecclesia Dei Latin Mass, your FSSP, Institute of Christ the King, and other groups Latin Mass is not safe from the Bergolians trying to bury it, and this is how they're going to do it, by forcing people to affirm a lie. I don't know what the future holds except for this. Francis has demonstrated that he is not letting up. In recent weeks, he went from preaching about how the liturgy wars needed to end, that we needed to be one church, to saying that traditional Catholics have no faith. Things are going to get worse. The Chicago lay group is now asking the diocese what will happen with the shrine and the $3 million that was raised to restore it. And so far, no word from the diocese about its fate. But I'm curious what you think about this. Are you surprised by Supich's lying about the priests of the Institute having a free choice to offer the Novus Ordo? Are you surprised that they were told to stop saying the Latin Mass in the same way diocesan priests were told to? Let me know in the comments what you think about this. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help, as does sharing this on social media. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.